You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Gilseth. Christmas is right around the corner. Yes, it I'm is. allowed to say that because it's Advent, so yes. we can say that now. It's true. <laughs> and that means that um, festivities and the family things that, that go with the season are right around the corner as well. Um, I know that you have a recipe for a very special set of cookies. It's true. In your house. They're amazing. My son and I recently were going through a Christmas cookie cookbook looking for recipes, new recipes to try this year, hoping mm-hmm. to set aside some time to bake cookies. But I thought it'd be fun to chat with some friends uh, over the next oh, week or two about Christmas cookies, maybe their favorite Christmas cookie recipe or how cookies have played a role in their lives. So joining us today, wonderful friend, Sally Hendricks. She's president of the Missouri District LWML, pastor's wife, of course, now now Pastor Hendrick is retired and so enjoying a different life uh, as a retired pastor's family. Sally, thanks so much for joining us on the Coffee Hour today. Well, thank you for having me. I always enjoy speaking with y'all. We always have fun when we get together for the Coffee Hour, whatever we're doing to get together. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies' Lounge, Lutheran Ladies' Lounge yes. had a, a fun event with uh, the Zone Rally here in the St. Louis area this uh, past what, October, October, I think it was. Um, so lots of uh, fun visits together. Always love to spend time with Sally. And and when we get to see Pastor Hendrick, too, we haven't seen him in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so Christmas cookies, that's the theme today. Did you have a favorite Christmas cookie as a kid? Did Were Christmas cookies part of your family tradition as a child? Oh, they certainly were. My mother would not bake the cookies when we were at home. We <laughs> waited till we went to school. She would bake the cookies. And I know that at Thanksgiving, she would bring out this huge turkey roaster pan. I don't know that people use them now. They use the Nesco or whatever. But ours was the big old-fashioned kind that you used in the oven and and cooked your turkey in. So after it was all cleaned out after Thanksgiving, she would start baking Christmas cookies. And she would layer them in that turkey roaster pan. And then she would hide that, she thought, in our pantry. (laughs) that we children would not eat all the Christmas cookies before Christmas. But on Christmas Eve, when she would go to put out the cookies, she would discover that we had eaten quite a bit of the cookies previous. But it was always fun. We always enjoyed her cookies, but we were never allowed to cook with her because she thought we would eat them all while we were cooking. I mean, I probably would. (laughs) So what you're saying is she might have been accurate. (laughs) This is true. We had four children in our family, and so we, we all loved cookies. So, And my father loved them, too. So then, you know, it, we weren't the only ones that were sneaking the cookies, I'm sure. <laughs> I feel like that's a rite of childhood. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> do, you, do you have um, some particular favorites? I know the, the uh, genre of Christmas cookie is very large and there's different traditions and different recipes that are handed down depending on i don't know your cultural heritage are there are there certain ones that you especially loved as a kid oh my goodness i well my very favorite is always the sugar cookie with the hard glaze frosting on mm-hmm. top mm-hmm. i just love that and and i guess because you only get that at christmas maybe easter in in an easter shape but but i just love those cookies my children had a plethora of cookies given to us as they were growing up, so they always liked other people's cookies more than mine. But I liked making, and my daughter reminded me of this last night, egg white puffs. 
and people have different names for those. Some people call them resurrection cookies because they use them at Easter as well, but they're just a big pop of egg white and inside are chocolate chips and, and coconut and chopped nuts and they just melt away in your mouth Im- immediately. And that was my favorite growing up. That was one that my mother made that she very seldom had any left by Christmas she used to put out. <laughs> well, yeah, if they're made they with were... egg whites, they just kind of melt too, right? Yeah. You eat them. Yeah. As soon as you put them in your mouth, the whole egg white part just melts because it becomes a hard, crusty gel when you bake it, but it just immediately melts in your mouth. And I loved that. And she called them egg white pups. So we should have had Christmas cookies in the studio. It would have made more sense. I really want to be eating right now. (laughs) So egg white puffs. So it's mostly egg whites and sugar, I bet. Of course. Isn't that, is that what some folks call divinity or am I? uh, Oh, no, no, no. Divinity is very dense. Okay. And it also can melt in your mouth, but it's a much denser. An egg white puff is literally almost just a puff. Uh, It's. It's a shell. And like I said, a lot of people use them at Easter time. They put them in the oven, turn the oven off, and leave them in there overnight. They heat the oven, put them in the oven, and then turn it off and leave them overnight. And in the morning, they bring them out, and there's these little shells that when you break open, there's just nothing inside. You know, it's just like an open tomb. But my mother always made them at Christmas. And then when I would make them with my children, we would sometimes put either red or green food coloring in them to make them look a little bit more festive, mm-hmm. so instead of just white. Uh, that sounds my, like a fun recipe. It is. It is. And it was very good and probably very filled with calories, but it was wonderful. <laughs> I mean, what Christmas cookie I, isn't? <laughs> yes. That wasn't part of the conversation the today. We'll talk about calories when we're talking about Christmas cookies. <laughs> It's forgiven over the season. I think it starts January 1 and it goes through December 31. It's forgiven when you bake cookies for somebody, you know. So So you mentioned that your children have had a plethora of cookies. What was was the whole Christmas cookie experience like for the pastor's family? Because you mentioned your mom would bake lots of cookies and try to hide them and keep them from you. Um, Mm -hmm. What was it like for your family, especially raising your kids? Uh, what was the whole Christmas cookie experience like? Being in a Lutheran parsonage, we were always blessed with people in our congregation that would share their Christmas bounty with us. And so every place we've ever been, we had wonderful bakers and they would bake all their good Christmas goodies and then they would share them with us. And so my daughter reminded me last night that I didn't bake a whole lot with the children when they were growing up because we always had all these cookies given to us. And then every year, my husband and I would host an open house after Christmas for our congregation. And I would share what they had given to us, basically, back with them and with my family. Of course, my family would eat, but we were always so blessed with so many different varieties. My son couldn't wait every year for one congregational member to bring over her rum cake. He just thought that was wonderful. (laughs) And we would have rum cake. And then another one would make divinity because that was my, one of my husband's favorites. And another one made homemade fudge 
and then just all the different kinds of Christmas cookies that that we would get. And so Heidi reminded me last night, Mom, she said, you know, we didn't bake together a lot. I never had that experience with you, but we certainly always had a lot of Christmas cookies in the house that come the Christmas season. So we've been very blessed. It's always fun to experience that with other people, what other people's favorites are and what their own family traditions are, and then kind of share all of that around and and share share the love of of Christmas uh, sugar <laughs> all, all together. Did you discover any new ones that maybe you hadn't had growing up, but that other people or or other people's traditions that that you came to love because everyone was then gifting you all of these cookies? Well, I learned how to make peanut butter cups from one lady in my congregation, and they were wonderful. They tasted just like Reese's peanut butter cups which I'm partial to because my maiden name is Reese. <laughs> and I have a grandson named Reese. So I <laughs> I like Reese's peanut butter cups. And so I learned how to make them because one of our congregational members used to make them. And the same with peanut butter, chocolate dipped peanut butter balls. I would mm. make those that I never grew up with mm. those. Another member would bring over um, mint sticks and they were really brownies that were mint flavored and had a, peppermint chocolate frosting on them and they were they were just wonderful and so I did learn to make a lot of these things and I wrote a handwritten cookbook for my daughter and I think for one of my sons as well with all these different recipes that were given to us over the years to share with them now whether they're using them or not I'm not certain but but it was fun to write the cookbook for them that's a great gift to pass on yeah. to the next generation. Now, now you grew up, do I remember correctly, were you in Texas? Did you grow up in Texas? Is that right? Sarah? Oh, no, I wish I had. Uh. <laughs> I grew up in Florida. I was born in Chicago, grew up in Florida, went to Texas to, to college, to Concordia, Austin, and met my husband there. And he's a born and bred native Texan. And, but we lived in Wichita Falls, Texas for 21 years. That was his third congregation and we were there 21 years so since I went to school there I did teach school there before getting married and then lived there 21 years with him I consider Texas kind of home so were there any Texas Christmas cookie <laughs> traditions that you just, like Texas. yes yeah we do have a Texas <laughs> cookie cutter yes so were they any well, Texas that's, that's a good thing you know mm-hmm. just have a Texas cookie cutter I don't I don't remember that there were any um I'm sure there must have been some good Texas traditions, but right now that just escapes me. All these wonderful things that were shared with us, I just considered them Texan, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) The chocolate-dipped peanut butter balls, those are a family favorite. I grew up with those. Now, the recipe has changed a little bit since uh, I've grown into an adult because I remember as a child there was like a significant amount of like wax in them to make the oh, chocolate yeah. stick yes there was yeah. wax in them yeah yes, they were actually melts, eating wax the wax yeah uh-huh. <laughs> that makes it hard it it makes it harden uh, it so uh-huh. it's not soft and melty it it kind of hardens it a little bit yeah no thank you we've since modified <laughs> the recipe a little bit so not as much wax in my diet these days <laughs> but yes, the peanut butter balls. I don't think I've ever made peanut butter cups. 
Mm-mm. And Sarah was drooling over something you said. Oh, I don't like, remember. It was oh the the oh the the peppermint whatever pepper peppermint and chocolate combination oh. is oh. like the best. I yes, I will eat that yeah. all day till I'm sick. So good. <laughs> Actually, the the woman in our congregation that made them refused to share her recipe for a long time. <laughs> and then one time, I you know I would ask her every single time, and one time she said. Because you are helping out, and it, this was during VBS, during the summertime, and she would make them specially at that time as well. And she said, because you're helping out, I will give you the recipe. Mm. Man, I scared. <laughs> <laughs> what were the, the memories um, that surround all these Christmas treats? You, you mentioned having the, the open house uh, and your congregation coming to your house. What are the memories that, that you will cherish from all those times? I, that is something that, that I hold dear to my heart with being able to have the congregation come to our home at least once a year and, and just share in the joy of the season with us and to share in the joy of all their cooking that they did for me. But, um, it was, it was wonderful to have that. And my children enjoyed those times. They were hosts and hostesses as well. I should say hostesses, host. Oh, never mind. I have <laughs> sons and a daughter. <laughs> but they would enjoy opening the door and greeting the guests, taking their coats and showing them to the table where the food was and just interacting. And to see my children grow up and become experienced in welcoming people into their home with love and joy, that that was such a pleasure for me. That was so exciting. And and our children, that that is a memory that they have of Christmas. I think that, that it's so important to them, all those years that we had those open houses. We don't do the open house here in Perryville and, and didn't do it because our congregation is so large. It's kind of host, hard to host 2,000 members in, in our home. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't do the open house here, but I miss that. I miss yeah. that tremendously. One thing that my husband, it's not a cookie or anything baked, but my husband was known for making wassail. And yes, everybody has their own particular recipe of wassail, mm-hmm. but he had his, and there was always hot wassail to serve to our guests. And to this day, um, whenever I go to any Christmas celebration at our church here, we are still asked to bring wassail because that, you know, that that was his thing to make the wassail and have it for our congregation. That just sounds fantastic. Now I'm ready for all these treats. Uh, <laughs> Me too. We're going to go bake some cookies tonight. <laughs> well, uh, to you, listener, if you have a favorite cookie recipe or Christmas treat recipe, maybe a wassail recipe that rivals Pastor Hendricks, uh, you can email us, coffee at kfuo.org. We'd love to hear from you. What's your favorite Christmas treat tradition, Christmas cookie tradition or wassail or something like that? Coffee at kfuo.org. Send us your story as well. We'd love to hear from you. Sally, it has been fantastic uh, having a chance to catch up with you again. And thanks for sharing these wonderful Christmas memories and some great cookie ideas as well. Thank you for having me. I so enjoy y'all's program, and I really appreciate you including me in it today. God's blessings to you. Absolutely. God bless you, too. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Gulseth.
The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere.